Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Evolve Your Life podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm literally so excited to share this episode with you. It was one of the most inspiring, informative, educational, uplifting, and just eye-opening conversations I've ever had with anyone, not even just a podcast guest, podcast guest, literally anyone. Um, and I think this is a topic that we all need to learn about and we all need to be aware of and um, and we need to speak up on. So um, I am super duper excited for this and I hope you guys enjoy every single second of it. Before we jump into today's episode, I do want to remind you guys that if you are interested in working one-on-one with me this fall for 12 weeks and you want to do my group coaching, I am reducing the number of people that are going to be allowed in this next round. I normally take on 20 women, but I really want to dive in headfirst and go even deeper with women and just like truly make a life-changing transformation and it's a lot easier for me to do that when I have less girls. So this round will actually only be 10 women and four of those spots are already taken so there are only six spots left. If you are interested in doing group coaching with me, it is one-on-one coaching in a small group setting. But if you are interested in working one-on-one with me on all things health, fitness, self-love, confidence, relationships, literally everything, look at the show notes and there will be a link to apply. Without further ado, enjoy today's episode. All right, everybody, welcome to the Evolve Your Life podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. She's actually my August Switch It Up guest trainer, Tish. And how do you pronounce your last name? Schaefer. Schaefer. Okay. I, yep. That's what I thought, but you never know with like spelling. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> so um, I'm super excited to talk to you today. Um, I've been following you ever since you messaged me asking to be a guest trainer. And honestly, when I saw you and you did message me, I was like, yes, this girl needs to be on here. She's not only kick ass in the gym, but it seems like you have a lot of other things going on in your life. And I'm honestly yeah. excited. I'm not even going to sit here and try and introduce you because I want you to tell <laughs> us who you are, what you do, and just give us a little background on you. Yeah, cool. So um, I'm Letitia Schaefer. Um, I go by Tish just because honestly, it's just so much easier for me to write that because people can actually pronounce that correctly. (laughs) Um, But I um, grew up everywhere. I moved around a lot as a kid. I lived in seven different states. And um, it honestly was the reason that I am who I am today. It's turned me into Um, just a person who's like more outgoing, like I always knew, like if I was going somewhere new, I either had to like get with it or I would be lost in the crowd. And so it helped me just to really like put myself out there a lot more. And so I am really excited to be here with you um, because I think it's so exciting to just have my voice be heard in a different way than I'm sure what people have heard before. Plus, I think my story in general is just something I've been wanting to share for so long and I just never had a way to like do that besides yeah. Instagram stories, but that's like so different. Like you don't want to go on for like 10 minutes because people are like, okay, next, next, next. Yeah. They're like um, swipe, swipe, swipe. <laughs> like whatever she's saying. Um, so yeah, um, I'm married, um, to my husband, Sam. We are both teachers. He teaches high school. I teach middle school. And then I'm also a, um, group fitness instructor at a local gym here. Um, where I live in Milwaukee. And then I also have two businesses of my own. The first one is Tish's Taste, which I started two years ago, um, focusing around um, healthy um, recipes and nutrition, but that also are actually like food you want to eat. 
because I think that was one thing that I struggled with when I first started was knowing not just what to eat, but like not wanting to eat salads and not wanting to eat food that I would actually end up hating. Um, mm-hmm. So just creating recipes that I know that people are going to actually enjoy. And then my second one is actually actually an apparel company, which is called Jungle Gym. And that one's fairly, fairly new um, within the last couple months. Um, just about being yourself and like making the gym your playground. So it's like all really fun and flirty, like clothes for women. Okay. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> love that. And that was one of the first things I noticed about you too, when I went, when I was like creeping on your Instagram. And mm-hmm. um, I love that. Like you are like, not only do you have a, like a full-time job and you're a teacher yeah. and you're an educator, but you also have like these side businesses and you're a hustler, not only again, mm-hmm. not only in the gym, but yeah. um, within business. And I think that that has a lot to do with your mindset and stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, and gosh, I love yes, that you definitely. said you wanted this, like, this is why I have my podcast. And this is also why I do, I interview people with huge numbers next to their name. Mm-hmm. And then I also love interviewing people with less numbers because we yeah. all have a voice. We all have a story. And regardless mm-hmm. of a stupid number next to your name, it's just <laughs> as valid. Um, and so I want to hear your story. I want to hear like maybe a shortened version, <laughs> but yeah. um, I do. I want to hear, and I'm, I'm sure everyone else wants to learn a little bit more about you. So like, I, and I guess we can go in the fitness route if you want. Like, I, yeah, I think sure. honestly, our stories always kind of end up with, and fitness saved me or and fitness yeah. saved me an outlet. <laughs> but like, how did you get there? Yeah. So I think um, to begin, growing up as an African American child, not only um, moving around a lot, but just not with a lot of money, um, eating was something that <laughs> I remember my mom used to say, like, for dinner tonight, we're having air sandwiches. Because to, uh, to be honest, like, there was a point where I was homeless, there was a point where, like, dinner was, like, very scarce, and there were four of us children. There were, and so I have three other siblings. And um, it was really, my mom is like, oh, fuck freaking go-getter. Um, she is now a CEO of a corporation of a nonprofit in Memphis, Tennessee. And like, it's really cool to see like how you can, um, how you can, sorry, did that cut off? You're good. You're good. You good. Okay. Um, how you can just grow and really like thrive when you have like this go-getter mindset. And so I definitely got that from my mom. Um, but growing up, eating was something that like calories and like how much you ate like it wasn't that didn't matter like the only thing that mattered was eating and so I've never been someone to have any sort of a like bad relationship with food or someone who um really counted calories until last year I just started even doing that last year um because my relationship with food has always been like eat until you're full um eat when you can, but it was never like a negative relationship. Mm-hmm. It sounds um, really, really intuitive. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very much so. Um, however, um, a couple years ago, actually three years ago, I saw a picture and I feel like maybe it was because she had a Samsung and those take the worst pictures back in the day. But my now mother-in-law took a picture of me and my husband's then boyfriend. And I remember looking at that picture and I was like, Oh my God, that is not me. And my husband now, he asked me to marry him like two months later and I went to try on wedding dresses and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not in a size 10. Like it was like stuff like that that I'm like, I didn't even freaking realize this. And now I'm like so much, like I thought I was healthier than I was. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I wore my husband's like Fitbit one day and I was like, oh my God, my wrestling heart rate is not 90. Like these are the things, like I was just, in utter disbelief at mm-hmm. where I was with my health. Um, and I was 
borderline like diabetic because it runs on both sides of my family. And so I knew like there had had to be something that changed. And so that kind of like thrust me into the like really focusing on nutrition more. And of course, like when you don't have an educational background in it and you grow up just eating and like, it doesn't matter what you're eating, it just matters that you actually can eat. Mm-hmm. You don't know much about, um, food. And so the only thing I had ever heard really about like healthy eating was like salads. And I was like, there's no freaking way I'm eating salads every day. Like that's just not happening. And so my husband and I, um, I like forced him to do it with me, but we did paleo. So we just started like cleaning out our cabinets and just getting like really into eating wholesome foods that were like more nutritious for our body. And then from there, we started slowly adding back in more processed foods. I mean, I eat all processed foods now, Um, but we just slowly added back things that were things that we wanted, but more in moderation than what we were doing before. And I think it was really awesome to see like my little journey with nutrition mostly, because that's what I talk about a lot more than fitness on my page on my Instagram is how food fuels you and how it can be the make it or break it to when it comes to your actual health. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, exercise and movement matters so much when you want that extra expenditure. But when it comes to what you're putting in your body, you truly are what you eat. And so like making sure that you're making just healthier choices, not for any aesthetic reasons, but just to not have a resting heart rate of 90 or do not, you know, like the little things matter to me. And then, um, it was just really cool to see like how it changed after that. And that kind of like thrust me into the whole, like, I want to be a health coach. I want to help women get here. I want to help people like understand what I had no idea about. Um, and I want to just really like push other people and educate them on how they can also have this like healthy lifestyle too. Yeah. And I think it's so important too. One of the keys that you said there is when you looked up to try and learn on the internet, it was all mm-hmm. eat salads, eat 1200 yeah. calories. Mm-hmm. There's not much information about like actual, cause I think a lot of us too, I know I can put my hand up and say that this was me. I went to Pinterest and I went to yeah. Instagram. And I think that a lot of the girls I looked up to were very disordered in the, in yep. their habits, even though they didn't realize it. And so then I was then developing like yeah. disordered eating and way too extreme. And I love that you yep. said eat not for your aesthetics, eat for your health. And I think yeah. that is the key because we always, we see a picture or we, yeah. <laughs> we, we look at the scale and we want to change ourselves solely because of how we look, but we yeah. don't even think about what's going on in the inside. And yeah. some of the healthiest people are not the leanest. They're actually like, that's not where their body is happiest. Um, mm-hmm. When I was my leanest, I was not my healthiest by any yeah. means, especially mentally. And I think that those things all go hand in hand. And food is such an interesting thing. And it's so cool to hear it from your perspective, like growing up in the way that you did, that mm-hmm. you didn't have this disordered perception of food. No. It was really just like, you were like grateful for food. And mm-hmm. I think that that is, it's honestly probably helped you a lot in how mm-hmm. you've now been able to create a relationship with food. Yeah, absolutely. That's so awesome. I, mm-hmm. I think the other thing with that is just it, my husband also comes from a place like I told you earlier my husband is white and like he comes from a city and a town where he like he had everything that he wanted like for me to like I remember one night I like made us a hamburger helper (laughs) that was like what food was especially when we first started dating I'm like yeah I'll make a hamburger helper because I had those a lot as a child they're so sodium filled but they were like so filling for a family Mm -hmm. of four and like that was a big deal um, but I made that for him. And I remember thinking like, have you ever never had this before? And he's like, no, because at his house, they didn't have to have those like much cheaper, um, meals in order to get through the day. And for us, it was more of a, like, 
I need this less expensive option so that I can still eat. And I think that's what it is a lot within the inner cities. And actually Milwaukee is a huge urban city. And I think the problem that I've had with reaching out to a lot of women of color and having a clientele of women of color is that they become adults who still have this frame of mind that I had even when I was a child. Mm -hmm. Um, And it took a lot of shifting in my own thinking to really like force myself even to like eat differently. Like when I remember going to a barbecue and like deciding for myself that I wasn't going to have anything there because it wasn't, I didn't think it was going to fulfill me in the way that food had started to fulfill me and make me feel good. Like mm-hmm. I remembered eating that food and feeling crappy. And so I'm like, I'm like, I'm just not going to have anything at the barbecue I ate before. And I remember getting so much slack from my family. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what it is in the urban setting is like, if you're not eating what we're eating, then what are you too good? And that's the problem is there's so much negative when it comes to healthy eating. But I think that's mainly because a lot of people just cannot afford to eat healthy when it comes to this urban setting. And so I think the one thing that I've like wanted to really focus on and push with is like focusing on people who don't have a lot of money, who don't have a lot of income. And how can you still really reach your goals and really have a healthy lifestyle with a minimal amount of money? Yeah, I love that. That's it is. It's so true. And I actually was a public health major. So I do know a fair amount about this and how different ethnicities and races, it does affect your health. And it has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with really like, it doesn't have anything to do with the color of your skin. It has to do with your SES and where you're living, the Mm -hmm. means of your money and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So my question for you is for anyone listening, how, like, what are, I guess your top tips and cause whether you're black or white, whatever you are, right. people just are struggling for money in general. So yeah. what are some of your top tips that you would give from a nutritional standpoint for someone yeah. that is really struggling financially, whether they're in college and they're like a broke college student feeling like they have to just eat ramen every day mm-hmm. or if they, <laughs> there. yeah, or if they're like a mother of two or three, a single mm-hmm. mom and they have like, they're working two jobs and they're super busy. Like yeah. what are some of the things that you kind of suggest your, your clients to do in yeah. order to make a really easy but sustainable change? Yeah, the biggest thing that I've found works for myself and for clients that I have is buying um, more, buying in bulk, buying um, mass quantities and freezing. So if you have the ability to, if you see something that's on sale, like there are always sales at every single store. There's some sort of a sale on meat, on fish, on whatever it is always buying things on sale. I never buy anything full price anymore just because um, most things hold up in the freezer. So, um, and taking it out when you need it. Um, Another thing that I always do and I always suggest is um, keeping it simple. Shop mostly in those, uh, like around. Don't go like up and down the aisles. So when you shop like around, you're getting, you're hitting like most of the meats, the cheeses, the um, wholesome greens. And rack up on those first um look for those sales there too because char like for instance char it's not that expensive like if you actually go and look at those greens and yes you could be at the grocery store every week but you're not spending that much i actually try to do um big grocery hauls and show mm-hmm. people like how much um we spend and we're a family of two but even when we expand, we know that we're going to continue buying in big, bigger bulks because even though you're spending that mass amount up front, you're actually getting so much more food for it and you're able to make it last so much longer. Um, another thing, and I know 
a lot of people get so frustrated about this because they think that you should just eat clean. And like, I was there. I thought that like only eating greens, only eating fresh, only eat, like that was going to be the thing that made me the healthiest. And yes, having those like 80, 90% in your, in your food regimen is really important. Um, but don't be afraid of processed foods either. Like Processed food is not bad. I have cereal in my cabinet right now. Like I just ate cereal before we talked. <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Is Captain Crunch, cereal. girl. Yes. <laughs> so, like, don't be afraid of those processed foods. Um, and I was just actually listening to your podcast on food freedom and having, like, when you were saying, like, having it in the house and, like, knowing, like, feeling like you were going to, like, go for it, but then knowing that you needed to, like, get through that in order to actually be able to get over that, like mm -hmm. that fear of the food. I think that's where a lot of us are as adults when it comes to like those cereals that we love as children, because we're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to binge eat those cinnamon toast crunch. Mm -hmm. But those things and having them in your everyday, having them in your day to day, having the things that you actually do enjoy is going to actually help you waste less food. Mm -hmm. So still getting the items that you love, even if it's in those smaller quantities so that you can really continue to enjoy um your nutrition and like what into your body yeah yeah and then it and it helps you not then binge eat on it later because yeah. that's the biggest thing i notice with my clients they're like oh well i feel guilty if i'm going to eat this and i'm like okay well if you don't eat it on tuesday when you're craving mm -hmm. it you don't eat it on wednesday and then you're holding out so hard on thursday mm -hmm. friday when you let yourself go and you're like i'm having my cheat meal you then eat everything. And it's like, mm -hmm. you eat more than you would have had if you would have just freaking had the donut on Tuesday. Right. You know, like, <laughs> right. Um, so you're actually doing, and, it, and it's just better for your mind. And that's how you slowly heal from that, that with food. It's so, it's so interesting. Um, yeah. And then on like the fitness, and this is nutrition too, on yeah. that side of it, when I saw in your bio too, one of the biggest things you like to help women with is like busy women. So women, yeah. I mean, you're a teacher, you have yeah. two side gigs, like you're married, got yeah. a lot going on. Um, I, I work with a lot of really busy women, whether they're moms mm -hmm. or they're in college, they have working multiple jobs. And I, I find a lot of them, I mean, it's natural making excuses for not yeah. getting their health and putting them, not even just their health, but like yeah. themselves first. Yeah. So what are some things you've seen work with, with yourself and with clients, um, mm -hmm. to just prioritize yourself? Yeah, I think the, yeah. So I've had, I've had both ends of the spectrum. I've had clients who make the excuses and refuse to fix them. Um, even with having so many options or, um, I'm all about throwing out ideas and brainstorming, but then when you don't take that and run with it, it's kind of difficult to like continue putting into you when you won't put into yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think the one thing that I've really started to start with is remember your why, like, why do you need a healthy, sustainable life? It's to be there for your family. It's to be able to run around with your kids. It's to be able to blank um, when it comes to your like actual life. And so um, I try to make them see their why and then make kind of like a weekly schedule of, okay, I can for sure do these days. Maybe I'm waking up earlier. Maybe I, instead of going home first, I go straight to the gym. Um, I have one client who she would every week come to one of my classes here in the city. So she had already had like a night class she was scheduled for. And then I would also work out with her every Saturday morning. So she had like two of her sessions every week out of her four that were already kind of accounted for. Um, so making that time in your schedule, remembering your why, actually writing out that schedule, 
um, involving your family with you. So um, that same client, one thing that was one of her goals every week was to just go on three 10 minute walks with her sons every day. And so every day when she got home from work, if she wasn't at the gym with me or going to the gym right after work for herself, she would go home and she would immediately just go on a walk with her boys. And so that was just a way to kind of like do something dual with her family. I remember one day she actually went to the park and her husband played with the kids at the park while she walked like and walked the track. Mm -hmm. And so it's just making small adjustments and small tweaks to your everyday daily life. Um, and not making excuses for yourself, telling yourself like, okay, the motivation not, might not be there every day, but I'm dedicated to myself. Mm -hmm. I am, I am going to put myself first because in order to put your family first, you have to sometimes put yourself first because your health matters in order for you to take care of your family. So that's kind of how I, like what I try to instill in my clients is just the idea that you matter too. Your family matters, but you also matter. And so what can we do to make sure that you are also giving yourself the time to um, reach your goals and stay healthy? Yeah, it's, that's one of my favorite quotes ever is you can't help others if you're not helping yourself. And yeah. it's so true. I mean, like think about a doctor who is unhealthy and smoking. If, mm -hmm. he's, if he smokes and he can't breathe right and he is having a heart attack while giving someone heart surgery he can't help that person, you know, like right. he has to be helping himself too. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's same with moms. Like you think, Oh, my yeah. kids come first, but also actually it's, that's why we put on the, the mask, the oxygen mask <laughs> in the, in the plane. Like you put it on yourself, yeah. you put it on others yeah. because if not, you're going down and you're both going down. Like yeah. it's, it is. And again, it's so hard in the moment because it is. it's like, that's the society we've been brought up in is like, you sacrifice yourself for others. You put others before you, you like you live and die for your family. And all those things are true. Yes. But you can't do that if you're not healthy and you're not thriving. And so. I think the problem I've been seeing is people think that's selfish. Like you're not being selfish. <laughs> I promise. Like I always say you're not being selfish, but in the long run, you're being selfless because you're doing this. So you can put your family first. Mm -hmm. Like you're getting healthy for you so that in the long run, your family knows how much you, they matter to you. Like, just imagine, I try to think about it like this. Like when I am a grandma, <laughs> like, I know, long way away, but when I'm a grandma, I want to be able to run around with my grandchildren, but I won't be able to do that if right now in this body, I'm not taking care of it so that I have a healthy pregnancy so that I have, I'm a healthy mom so that when my kid moves out of the house, I'm a, I'm a healthy, I'm still in that healthy lifestyle. And then finally, when I have grandchildren, I'm still, it's a, it's a lifelong thing that and sometimes we all fall back and we fall off. But I think if you continue to remember like your motivation, your why, your um, dedication, then it becomes an innate, an innate thing. Like it becomes a part of who you are. Yeah, no, it's so true. And it's, and I think also too, along with, along those exact same lines. And I mean, I'm sure we've both done it. Mm -hmm. We get so caught up in the now we see that mm -hmm. picture of ourselves right now, or we step on that scale right now and we make decisions for right now in the body that we're in right now. And we don't think yeah. about that body when we're 85 or when yeah. we're in our late fifties, like mm -hmm. we are so right here right now. I think that's how our generation is. It's very like, we want results and we want them quick. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not, a lot of people are not willing to put it like really that that's almost not enough motivation for them as to why, because they can't see their life on a bigger timeline besides yeah. like today and tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's super important to like really look at your life and realize like you are going to be older. Like I remember when you were 12 years old and you said, Oh my gosh, like I'm never going to be 22, 25 <laughs> there. Like, you know, yeah. um, 
So it, it does. Life flies by, and you have to you have to think about the long term and really realize that this is the only body you get. Like I yeah. always say that to my clients. Like this is literally the only body you get. So you have to you have to treat it right. Yeah, um, absolutely. So switching gears a little bit, um, okay. we talked about, I know I'm excited. Um, <laughs> we talked about this a little bit before we got started and, um, you actually mentioned this was something you wanted to talk about. And I think this kind of goes along the lines, not along the lines. It is your story. I think it is the backbone of your story yeah. is your race. And yeah. I mean, and who you are, it's, it's mm-hmm. how you grew up. It's what you've been surrounded by. And I mean, you even said you, you grew up around, especially your boyfriend, husband, yeah. He, is white and yeah. you've, you've really been around two different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And so as you've now shifted into this role as a health and fitness instructor, as a teacher, as mm-hmm. a woman of color in this industry of fitness and health and all of these things, um, what are some struggles that you've noticed um, being a woman of color, being yeah. a woman in general? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then um, what are, yeah, what are, I just want to hear a little bit about that and I mean, honestly, just like a message for women of color that you have, um, Mm -hmm. if you can like, I guess, yeah, shed some light on all of that. Yeah, I think, um, I actually complain to my husband about this all the time. Like he actually works urban. So he is around African-Americans all the time. Um, he'll never leave apparently. That's what he says. (laughs) But it's really, um, the biggest struggle is seeing people um, either at the exact same spot as me or who have just started. And I've been at this for three years. I mean, my Instagram is actually three years old and you've seen how many followers I have. And I think it kind of goes along with kind of what we talked about with you follow the people and you look up to the people who look like you. Um, and I think the problem that I'm having is going along with the lines of what I was saying earlier is you don't see a lot of African American women looking to change their lifestyle in this way because it's just not something we're used to in our culture um culturally even i don't even know how to even just generationally like you were saying we kind of want the quick fix and so i've had women of color reach out to me but if they don't see that immediate um change within weeks then they're done or if they don't see or if they see the price and honestly like I, I, I'm basically giving people money for how much I do and how much I charge. Um, and the reason I, I I don't care about the money, like this has never been about the money. And, and, um, I still think that that's still the struggle is like having, like you want a coach that you can look up to who looks similar to you, but I'm not getting that same clientele because the women that, could look up to me either a don't have the means and the funds to have a coach or b um they're just not in the position um mentally with the way that our urban and community is in general um so (laughs) yeah i think the other problem that i'm seeing a lot and what really frustrates me and kind of um I get super emotional about it to my husband. I actually have never spoken about it on, on like publicly. Um, it's just seeing someone. Okay. Just seeing a white woman. And I'm actually thinking about somebody in particular right now. Cause it just grinds my gears. Seeing someone kind of like I was saying, who's just starting, who's reaching the same amount of, um, or more, um, growth than I am. 
in such a short amount of time. Like I've been at this for three years. I do not put out content that either isn't A, educational, or B, um, I try to be as inspirational as possible. But to be honest, most of this stuff, if you like nine ten times out of 10, it's educational. Um, and so, and I spend hours. I mean, I'm sure you can imagine. I mean, you already know, like, you know what it's like to put out content. And yep. then you can click on someone's post or picture and it's like, she posted her outfit and she has hundreds of likes and I'm getting like 50 or I'm getting, she's getting hundreds of comments and I'm getting like two. Mm-hmm. And, and she wrote that, like two words and put an emoji yep. and just like a kissy face. Like, and it's like, yep. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, you just started like last month mm-hmm. and you are almost at the same amount of followers I have. And I've been doing this for three years. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the biggest things that I've seen and that has flustered me the most because I, it's hard to really First of all, it's kind of crappy to say, like, I don't, like, I'm not, like, I don't, it makes me feel awkward to say, because I know it's a real thing, but does she know? Or Mm -hmm. it makes me feel like bad that I feel bad because I don't want to be frustrated about something. But to me, it's a big deal because I put like my heart into everything that I do. Um, Mm -hmm. And you don't get the like return that you want, whether it's, engagement or like I just like to talk to people even if it was like five comments I if I get five comments on a post that's like a that's a big day for me Mm -hmm. um which is kind of sad with how much time and effort I put into what I do Mm -hmm. um and so I think that's been my biggest struggle is knowing like I know um that it's a race thing Mm -hmm. and and I and I don't want to blame race but I mean, there are people who do the same amount of content as me or who do similar content as me who have hundreds of thousands of followers. Mm -hmm. And so, and who have also, once again, been doing this the same amount of time that I have. Mm -hmm. And so if it's not that, honey child, tell me what it is. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's been my biggest thing. And I talk to my husband about it all the time. And he says, I just need to like fix, fix or like change, um, really how I'm thinking about it and really just focus more on like the joy that I get out of creating content, Mm -hmm. um, which I have been kind of just trying to switch my focus there and really focus more on like, if I'm reaching someone, then it's a good day. And so, um, I think that's really what's starting to matter because in the long run, people are going to learn things from me. Um, but from someone who's just posting an outfit, like, how much are you going to learn that you can use in your everyday life forever? Yeah. So, yeah, I like what your husband, what you said your husband was saying about switching your mindset because I'm sitting here and it's hilarious. It's so funny. Cause I, I grew up in a house that like my mom literally asked me, I have a boyfriend. I'm straight hundred percent. My mom asked me when I was in sixth grade, she said, Gabby, are there any boys on the horizon? And I was like, no mom. And she goes, any girls? Like I grew up in a house that was like very accepting. Like literally like you could be whoever you want. So much love we have. There's never been a judgmental bone in any one of my family's bodies. Like I grew up in a very like love all people, regardless of their race, Mm -hmm. gender, sexuality, whatever. Right. I even as someone who thoroughly believes that I looked at my podcast list, who would I podcast? I've never podcast an African-American woman. Yeah. I look at my, I I, I look at everything I've done and I'm like, why? Like, and there's no, it's, it it doesn't even come from a place of like, oh, I don't want to. No, it's not. 
who do you look, who do you, you follow people you look like, your friends, yeah. people you look like, I yep. live in a, I live in Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah. It's just a lot of white yeah, people. Like, right, right. And, and it's, but it, if, if I'm struggling with that, that, you know, that's an issue. And yeah. I think, but what I think when your husband was saying switching your mindset, I think what's really cool here is you have an opportunity to be that change because yeah. I think the fitness industry, like there are so many white fitspos girls mm-hmm. like that are just like <laughs> doing their thing, like inspiring yeah. people. It's, it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. But where there very much is not that it isn't there in that community yet. And I think yeah. that it's, it needs to be. And I think that there's a place for it to be. And so right. I think when, if you and other women of color listening or people who know women of color that want to share this podcast with them, that love fitness and love health and just helping people, mm-hmm. I think that it's like, we need more women of color to step up and be that like that yes. positive voice. Cause mm-hmm. there's other women of color that are thinking the same thing as you and are in the mm-hmm. same position and want to make a change and want to come together and want to yeah. not like, want to just, just erase the skin. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. It's so stupid. Like I'm sitting here, like I literally feel so connected to you and it has nothing to do with anything besides your personality and who you are. Um, (laughs) and yeah, it's something that's so difficult. We talked about this before we started the podcast, but it's something that we're struggling with in the Rose Retreat. We got a Mm -hmm. lot, a lot of backlash, um, for not having any women of color at our last retreat. And, um, it's something that we have not been like, Oh, like trying to be defensive about, like mm-hmm. we agree we're, we're on your side. We want yeah. so badly for, to break those boundaries and to break those down. But my question for you as mm-hmm. a woman of color, yeah, what, like what is your message to other women of color? Like what, and even women like me, like what, as yeah. you know, the platform, like obviously doing stuff like this and mm-hmm. letting your voice be heard, but like, what else can we do? Like what, if, if you can put it to a few things, like yeah. doable things like can someone do whether they're black whether they're white what can they do in their just everyday life yeah to, to help this to make this start moving in the right direction I think um when it comes to women like me who are trying to like have a voice I think the biggest thing is like believing in yourself um reaching out to people I'm not afraid well actually I was afraid I used to be afraid um, it still makes me feel kind of weird to reach out to people, but I reached out to you, yeah. you know, like, and that was like really scary for me. But at the same time, I realized like, if I don't speak for myself, who's going to speak for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to portray myself in a way that I want to speak for myself. I want to speak for myself. Like I want people to see what I can do. And it's just the same as anyone else. And it has zero to do with the color of my skin and everything to do with um, my education and the content of my character. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think just speaking up for yourself and being comfortable in who you are, I'm very comfortable in myself. I'm very comfortable um, in what I do. But I think that biggest step was reaching out. So I think just finding people who you think have the same or or, are on the same wavelength as you, um, who create similar things to you and connecting with them. Um, And I think on the flip side, uh, when it comes to women who are not in the minority, I think just making it a goal to reach out to people who are different from you, whether that's an African-American woman, whether that's someone who is um, Hispanic, um, what someone who's age, it doesn't matter, like a minority woman or somebody who's completely different from you. If you are, I don't know, uh, twig skinny, I don't know, reach out to someone who doesn't look like you. Just yeah. so it, no matter what it is, just make it a point to 
accept people who are completely different from you because it will change your life. Um, mm. For me, I like I said, I've grown up around, um, the majority have grown up around a lot of white people. And so it's never been weird for me to have, my two best friends are white. <laughs> like it's never yeah. been weird and my husband is white. Um, but um, the weird thing for me has actually been reaching out to people also of color. Um, that aren't family. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I think just making sure that you are broadening your horizons and um, mixing up your friend group and befriending as many people that are different from you as possible. Yeah. And learning yeah. from them, people who add value to your life, not just any old body, but people who can truly add value to you as a person. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that so much. It's so true. Like, and I even, I mean, we talked about this before, but I, mm -hmm. something that I encourage all my followers and especially my clients to do, it's called, I call it like clearing your feed. Um, yeah. and just getting rid of all the toxic, like I went through and unfollowed, like, again, nothing to do with like their sport, but I unfollowed yeah. like, most of the bikini competitors that weren't like, super <laughs> close friends just because it was triggering for me and yeah. it wasn't yes. what I, I, I was looking up to them and that's what I wanted to be. That's what yeah. I looked up to mm -hmm. and really following women of different body types, of different races, of different, like everything, just from different parts of the world and different cultures, yep. because that's how you learn. And when you get to create the bubble that you yeah, put yourself in. Like, it's it's not like where you live. Like, sometimes you can't choose, like, who's your neighbor and who what, what your mm -hmm. community looks like. But you choose what your social media looks like, and you don't yeah. realize how much that feed that you open up about 100 times a day does yeah. affect you. And if it's full of skinny, white, again, nothing to, nothing wrong with them. <laughs> no. They're they're awesome, too. But, like, if all. it's just – it doesn't – it could be all if you're African-American and it's only yeah, African-American exactly. ladies. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to maybe have a sour taste in your mouth towards – white blonde girls, like thinking, yeah, right. you know, so it's just, it's on all sides of the spectrum, mm -hmm. diversifying your feed, di diversifying your life and taking that leap. Like I'm honestly like sitting here, like, I'm so happy that we, we did this <laughs> and we've like set this yeah. up. And I honestly, I feel like this is just the beginning of this friendship. Yeah. Like I'm, I yeah. really truly do. And, and I think that it's a, it's a message that, and we kind of touched on this, but it is, it can be awkward on both sides, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be. And no. I think that when we are open, it's like with mental health, we started opening up, we started talking about it, we were vulnerable, yeah. vulnerable about it. And now more people are comfortable talking about it, sharing their yeah. truth and getting help. It's mm -hmm. the same with this and not doing it from a place of hate. Cause I don't want to get into politics here, but yeah, like there's so much on both sides of the spectrum yeah. again, where mm -hmm. people are trying to get their voice heard, trying to get like that or their message out and they want yeah. to be seen, but then it comes from a place of either violence or hate and it yeah. doesn't need to come from there. And that's where like, I love things like the Rose Retreat, who it's coming yeah. from a place of love and positivity and bringing those cultures together and yeah. purposefully. I think that's where I was struggling was I felt bad purposefully including women of color and other ethnicities. And I didn't want them to feel like they were only being asked or invited because of the color of their skin. Yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to make sure they knew that it's because you're amazing, but also, mm -hmm. yes, we want other cultures. Mm -hmm. We want other women here. Yeah. So you can speak up for your tribe and you can speak up for your community because if, again, mm -hmm. if you don't speak, who will? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So. And I think sometimes it has to be purposeful in order to reach the authenticity of it. Like, yes, I am purposefully wanting you, but I want this experience in our friendship to be authentic because I want to learn and grow from you. And I hope I can add value um, to your life as well. And so I think, yeah, sometimes it is a little like purposeful and you feel like, oh, I feel horrible like asking you this. But I think even as a woman of color, if somebody asks me like, 
hey, I, I want this from you because you're a woman of color and I want to hear your voice, that's, that's, that's beautiful. Like to mm-hmm. me, that, that feels good because it's like, finally, there's a platform for me to speak my story mm-hmm. and speak my, my truth, you know? And I yeah. think that's, there's, a, there's a beauty in that. Yeah. I love it so much. I I really hope everybody listening right now, whether you're white, black, red, green, whatever the (laughs) hell you are, (laughs) I hope that you're sitting here learning and inspired to add some diversity to your life. And it's some, it's one of those things too, that I even thought because I, in my head, I was accepting and in my head, I didn't judge. And in my head, I was loving to all like everyone but yeah. I wasn't physically acting on it. And so in my yeah. head, I thought I was doing good. I'm like, no, I'm good with it. I'm good with that. I'm, I'm in a good position, but I actually wasn't, yeah. you know, because I wasn't taking action on that. Um, so yeah, if you're sitting there listening to this, I, I mean, like, again, I think it's something that you can challenge yourself, challenge yourself to make a new friend, challenge yourself to reach out to someone, challenge yourself to, if, especially if you have a social media platform, reach out to new women and reach out to people who are, different than you. And I think yeah. it's, yeah, it's so important. Um, my last question for you, well, okay. two more questions, but this is the last like question, question. Then... I'm plugging this and plugging. Okay. Um, so what out of like everything that you've been through in your life, what has a, this is the evolve your life podcast. Okay. So yeah. What has evolved your life into what it is today? Like what, if you could put it to like one or two things, um, what has truly made you who you are and evolved it to that, to be the person you are today? I would definitely say my husband, obviously, but he's changed me so much. He's the first person who actually got me interested in fitness. Um, he's taught me every lift that I know. Um, he's taught me everything um, about fitness that I knew before I started studying to be a health coach. It all came from him. And so he has truly changed me as a person um, and made me the healthiest um, mentally, physically, emotionally person that I can be. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I would say the second thing was finding that love for exercise. Um, just those endorphins that you just work up after a good sweat. It's just, it's amazing how, um, exercise makes you feel. And I think it doesn't have to be, and I just talked about this with cardio versus resistance training. I did a little IGTV chat, but it doesn't have to be one form of exercise. I know right now a lot of people are into resistance training and strength training, and I'm definitely one of them. I squat so much. Um, I deadlift all this, you know, like I love those heavier lifts, but I also have started to find my way back into running and cycling and finding different ways of just um, evolving as an athlete. And I, so I think it doesn't have to be one way or another, but finding some sort of an energy, energy expenditure or something, some sort of activity that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just finding that those feel good moments in the gym, um, have truly changed me as well. Yeah. It's like, whether it's dancing, if it's yeah. hiking, if it's rock climbing, it doesn't matter what it is, just moving your body. I'm so big on that. And I think mm-hmm. too, I, I love what you said about, we got, I think we as a society, and especially if you were involved in the fitness industry, we got so so much like hype about like lift, lift, lift and women lift, lift, lift. And then we almost like F cardio, like who likes cardio, (laughs) but also like cardio is good. Like not just like if if you hate running on a treadmill, like I think that's where my brain always goes when I think cardio doesn't have to be cardio. I've been playing tennis almost every day this for the past like couple months with my boyfriend. And it's like the best cardio ever. I've honestly been like 
like there's days if we're like kind of tired, but we know we want to play tennis. We're like, eh, let's like not lift today. Let's just go play tennis. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. And that's going to change. It might be something else later in life. Right. It's like, it doesn't right. matter what it is. And I, I too have been really into like the hit workouts and more mm-hmm. so like a mixture of lifting and hit because yeah. I, I grew up as an athlete as well. And I love those short bursts, like really feeling like I like sweat and just like get it all out. And sometimes like just going in and doing like a slow lift doesn't really do that for me. But yeah. then again, sometimes I'm like, I want to go squat as much yeah. as I possibly can. Right. So I think it's all about just, yeah, again, like with, like with the people in your life, diversifying your fitness routine as well, and just getting, trying new things and moving your body mm-hmm. in different ways. You never know. Like I never thought that I would, I've always loved tennis, but it, I never did it competitively. And I never thought it would be something that I like really truly got back into and mm-hmm. I'm so happy that I have because it's like my favorite way to move my body right now. It's yeah. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Um last thing is I want you to give everybody all the plugs. Where can they find you? Instagram, if you have a website, um if you have any coaching that you want to just tell people about if they're sitting there like wow I really want to work with this girl. <laughs> um how can they how can they find you? Yeah so um I'm big biggest I guess on Instagram. Um I go by Tish Shape T I S H T-I-S-H-A-E-F. I'm like, how do I spell my name? I love <laughs> Which I'm sure it. I love Gabby it. will write in the comments. Anyway, yes. <laughs> um, I also have a wellness website where I upload a meal prep every Monday and I upload a um like tasty recipe, some sort of a dessert every Tuesdays. It's tasty Tuesday. Um and that is Tish's Tastes. Um that is the same name that I have on Facebook. Um those are probably the biggest three ways to find me. I literally don't get a ton of DMs on Instagram. So if you want to reach out to me, I will probably see it right away. So that would probably be the easiest way to reach out to me. Otherwise, um, I'll send Gabby my Gmail. Or actually, she has it. And yes. Yeah. There. I'm going so to put all, to me all the links. Email, <laughs> you can do that too. Um, but yeah, I am easy to find. And I love to work with different people. Um, like I was saying, I love to meet new people. So definitely reach out, whether it's just a friendship or you just have questions or you would like to work with me. I am always willing to talk to everybody. Oh, I love it. I love it. And yeah, I'm going to put her link, um, literally so you can just click it and head to her Instagram, head to her website, all of those things. Um, so you'll be able to like, just get there super quick. Um, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you again, not only for like giving workouts to switch it up and being our guest trainer, but also, just like being willing to talk about the vulnerable side of everything yeah. and um, <laughs> be open and honest with not only me, but with my platform and with yours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people listening to this, like it's probably a good wake up call that I think a lot of us <laughs> needed because a lot of girls that look like me follow me. So they're probably hopefully sitting there like, wow, this is a really good message. I actually need to do this. Um, yeah. So I hope with things like this, we can take steps every single day to make this less of an issue and bring yeah. women together no matter what they look like. So yeah, absolutely. I really, really, really appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you. <laughs> you are so welcome. And I enjoyed th- our chat. Yes. Same. And thank you guys so much for listening and I will chat with you guys in the next episode.